in your face. Up next, Jen Cloller. But in the meantime, here's one of their tracks. This one's called Manataka Tapui. I know you're weak I know you struggle just to blink You held a queen and traded Hood out for a joker Now a gay like me me is in your dreams a gay like me is in your dreams and always will be
really is a beautiful, uplifting track. Jen Kloa there, Manataka and Jen joins us on the line. Jen, welcome to 3CR. Oh, lovely to be here with you. It's a beautiful track, and I was just watching the music video before. It's so uplifting uh, with the sister girls. Tell us all about it. Uh, yeah, well, um, Takatapui is the Māori word for, um, I guess, LGBTQI+. <laughs> um, and the people in the video clip are, um, I guess, you know, like some of the the um, most inspiring um, Takatapui activists in Aotearoa, New Zealand, so people who have really uplifted um, our culture and our people in that space. Um, yeah, and I went back to um, Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, it would have been in 2022 now, gee, um, to um, film that video clip and we travelled all around um, all around the North and South Islands and, yeah, it was a huge experience. And just such beautiful scenery and I just love those shots of you on the boat. It looked like you were in a fjord. Um, not quite, but it is majestic. Um, it's actually in the north, um, right up the far north of the North Island, um, on my ancestral um, lands. Um, and those um, those images of me um, on the boat um, playing guitar uh, are on Whangaroa Harbour, which is where my tribal group is from. Yeah. Now, you're performing live here in Melbourne very soon. Uh, next weekend, in fact, on uh, the 24th of February at Bunjil Place at Nari Warren, uh, you're headlining a Music Victoria event at Summer Sounds and you're playing with RVG and you're supported by Play Lunch. It sounds like it's going to be lots of fun. Yeah, um, I I actually haven't been to the um, outdoor amphitheatre stage at Bunjil Place. I've only been inside the theatre, um, I think it was early or late, I think it was early 2023, um, for a Radio National shindig. But yeah, um, I'm really excited. I think it's a really great music program that they've put together and, you know, being able to play a show with RVG is, um, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the, one of the greatest bands, so I'm really excited. You're renowned for your live shows. As a live lover of music, I'm just finding that audiences are really, really appreciating being able to see bands live again. But what's it like for you as a performer, um, being in front of audiences again after the lockdowns? Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, it, yeah, I think I didn't realise how much I missed performing um, until I got out and was touring the album last year. Um, we toured around um, this continent and then uh, the UK, Europe and, and also in New Zealand. Um, and it's just, I guess, that experience as a performer. I mean, I have such a great band. We love playing together. Um, and just being back in front of people and having that exchange and remembering that relationship, you know, like without an audience, um, you know, we don't have... We don't have a show, so it's, it's, yeah, it's been fantastic, and I think this is our first one, yeah, it's our first show for 2024, so it's going to be a 
going to be a good one. And it must be great being on stage again with the band and kind of, you know, connecting and having that rapport because, you know, live music rapports are just so wonderful and you really can feel it when a band's together and hear it. Yeah, no, you can. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, like there's, there's something about, um, you know, we, I have a band who also just good mates, you know, like we, we hang out outside of being a band. Um, and so I think, you know, it's just an added extra that we also get to play music together. So, yeah, it's a special, it's a special connection. You're also renowned for your collaborations. You've done a lot of work with Mia Dyson and Liz Stringer. Um, what's happening with those two and you? Anything in the pipeline? I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, Liz has relocated to uh, London and Mia, of course, has been living in uh, the States for at least a decade now. Um, we're all off pursuing our, you know, um, solo careers I, I don't know if there'll be any more Dyson Stringer Chloa um, in, in the future, but it was fun while it happened. I loved it. So what are you writing at the moment? Is there a song in the pipeline? I've actually been pretty quiet. Um, I took a nice break um, because it was a big time putting out an album. Um, you know, I'm self-managed, so I had to, um, you know, manage um, that process as well as all the touring that we did around the world. Um, I made a podcast, um, sort of audio documentary uh, called Everybody's Trying to Find Their Way Home, which was conversations with um, Māori and First Nations songwriters about writing in their um, their language, their tribal languages. So it was a big time of creating and I just, after we got back from tour last year, I was like, I'm just going to take a little break. I'm sort of slowly getting back into it now. Um, but yes, there's nothing brand new um, at this stage, but you know, I'm sure there'll be something down the track. That connection with language and preserving and connecting with it, what a beautiful experience. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a profound experience for me because I didn't grow up speaking um, Te Reo Māori. Um, and, you know, being able to um, learn my language um, as an adult and and then also be able to sing and slowly learning how to write um, in today or um, yeah it's it's really um, it's it's so hard to explain but when I sing in my language it feels like coming home there's a feeling that I don't feel when I speak in English that I feel speaking today or Maori so yeah anyone out there who is thinking about learning their language, I can't encourage you more. It's a beautiful thing to do. And what a great way to connect with yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's another aspect of who I am that I didn't realise was missing until I started to learn more about my language and culture. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a huge part of who I am. And I'm so glad that I didn't miss out. And it must make you a better songwriter. I think so. I mean, I think, you know, um, interesting people and interesting lives makes it interesting art. And so I think the more, you know, I learn about myself, who I am, who I am on these lands, um, I think it, it does. It improves the music, makes it, gives it more depth. 
Absolutely. Now, I'm fascinated that you're self-managed, and I can see why, because that autonomy um, just must preserve so much of your integrity as an artist. Is that why you've gone down that path? Yes and no. I mean, I think um, as much as anything, it's uh, it's finding a manager, you know, <laughs> in this country. Um, there's not a lot of really good ones, you know, and the ones that... Um, you know, I think uh, our successful managers have their have their plates full. But the great thing about it is that you know, I think having learnt to manage myself, having managed Milk Records, um, you know, I think that what I've discovered, um, you know, running workshops over the past ten years to help self-managed artists, you know, with that task, um, is that we can do it. You know, and if we need to, we we do. And there's so many great bands and artists who are really successful um, that are self managed. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm like, don't don't let it be a barrier. I love the fact that you run those workshops. It sounds like you really believe, you know, in in putting back into the community as an artist. Yeah, well, I think that that's. Uh, that that's what knowledge is about. It needs to be shared. You know, it's stuff that I've learned. It's it's stuff that I've learned from people who are willing to give me their time and and pass things along to me. And so the least I can do is is continue that. You know, continue that and pay it forward. And I think as artists, um, yeah, there is a responsibility. You know, there is a responsibility to take care of each other. Um, and to think about the ones coming up, you know, the artists that are coming up, the younger artists, um, think about how we can make room for them, how we can support them, how we can give them opportunities, how we can use, um, you know, whatever success uh, we might have um, to, yeah, to, to, keep, to keep it all running, to keep it all moving, you know. It's, it's a line, it's a legacy. And it's a wonderful era that we're living in to make music because people can do it themselves. They don't need a label. They don't need a manager. And the technology is really conducive to people doing it at home. It's a wonderful time to be an artist. But we do need that mentoring, don't we? We do need the experiences of older folks who have been in the industry a while that can actually, you know, nurture and and, and put back into the community. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important. Um, I think I think you're right. You know, like there's there's nothing more affirming and comforting than having a mentor or um, you know even just a friend who's a little bit further down the track, or even just friends you know in in your chosen field um, who who are there you know to support you. And I've always said to you know artists that come through any of the workshops. Um, that I've run, you know, the most important people in your life is a musician, uh, other musicians. It's, you know, managers and booking agents come and go. But other musicians are the ones that are going to take your call when you're having a meltdown, lend you some microphones to record your next album, you know, show up and, and play on your record, you know, for free. Um, you know, never underestimate how important we are to one another. 
Absolutely. And that kind of camaraderie and fellowship, it, it breeds some great collaborations. And one that jumps to mind is the incredible one that you did with Tim Rogers uh, on Stone Age Brain. Yeah, yeah, that was a few years ago now. I reckon that might even be a good 10 years ago that we released that song, which is wild. I can't believe how quick. I can't believe how quickly time moved. But yeah, that was really fun. I wrote a song um, and uh, it was for one of the Milk Records compilations uh, that we we put out um, during the life of Milk. It was a really fun thing that we'd do. Obviously, it was to kind of raise funds and, you know, bring money through the doors so that we could continue to run as a label and help artists put out their records and press their albums to vinyl and all of that stuff. But yeah, um, Tim felt like the right match for that kind of um, song. Um, And yeah, he delivered beautifully. And I love that there's a little, you know, kind of... um, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a little message in in a bottle from 10 years ago. I can click on that song and, and hear Tim's voice and remember that time in my life. Well, punters on the 24th of February at Bundle Place in Nari Warren are in for a treat. Jen, Chloe, you are playing with RVG and Play Lunch. It's an all-ages licensed gig and it kicks off uh, from 5pm. Jen, Chloe, always great to hear you on 3CR. Thank you so much for joining us today. Such a pleasure, and thanks so much for having me, and long live Community Radio. Absolutely. It is Subscriber Drive, so people can subscribe at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Jen, always great to hear your voice. Pleasure. See ya. 3CR.